Welcome to the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. A Southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. With me always is Jason. What's going on today, brother? Uh, Brian, I think you have some big news to announce, and that's what's going on today for everybody to hear. Great news. Yeah, we got some news. Uh, we posted it on our page, uh, if you didn't see, but we are going to be joining. We have joined the uh, Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, that's going to give us a lot of promotion and uh, do some other good things for us. We're really super excited uh, to be on there. And, you know, there's a lot of other great podcasts on, on Pantheon Podcast Network. Dude, we love Pantheon Podcasts. I listen to a lot of great podcasts on there. Of course, we've had Jay from the Hook Rocks on our show before. He is a Pantheon Podcast member, but we've got the Ugly American Wear, the Ugly American Wear, or the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast. I met those those guys at Rock and Pod. They were great. Uh, Mistress Carrie is on there. Um, what else we got? We got uh, the we already talked about the Hook Rocks. We've got what's hot in strip clubs, Brian. That's a part of wow. the Pantheon podcast where they talk about the music that's being played in strip clubs. So all really good stuff. And the shout it out loud. And if you're a Kiss fan, it's the yeah. Shouted Out Loud cast. The Shouted That's Out Loud cast, Decibel Geek, Covers and Fire, uh, a lot of good, good uh, podcasts on there. So, and now uh, ours. So yeah, we know there's a lot ours. of good podcasts and on there. We're just happy to be there. Super excited for this next part of the journey. So uh, we're just pumped about that. So thanks to those guys for you know reaching out to us and having us join up. So we want to talk about bands that are influenced by acdc whether that's intentional or not and bands that kind of sound like that you know off the top of my head i can you know going back to like the mid 80s there's a band called dirty looks yeah kind of has that kind of sound um did, did they have a song also called like dirty looks as well um i don't think so um, okay maybe i'm thinking of somebody else uh cool from the wire is the first record and then turn of the screw is the second record and i think they just did those two um i would say jackal kind of has like an acdc kind of kind of sound a little bit there i think there might be some similarities or are some similarities between jesse dupree and brian johnson um vocally for sure and you know anybody that plays <sighs> those kind of three chord chunky blues riffage we'll call it are definitely uh acdc inspired and um and that we were just talking to some guys you're gonna hear in a, a later podcast but goodbye june goodbye like june. their last album had some and not that they were aping acdc that they right. had those arena rock kind of those powerful simple yet powerful beats in the songs yeah and uh mojo thunder you know they're you know the definitely jack sax is yep. very has a very good acdc i think any band that's come out mid late 80s if you're a rock band i think they it, how can acdc not inspire you kicks and also brian forsyth uh from kicks played in a band called uh, rhino bucket as well they rhino they, bucket absolutely good call yeah. on that one so, so what's so what are we going on today about, Brian, since we well, were talking about ACDC? Uh, having to do with that, we have our guest coming up, Rat Rod from Philadelphia, who 
the great thing about them and well they'll they'll tell you they'll tell you they're you know like they wear that proudly on their sleeve they don't try to be like oh no we don't sound like them um very much bond scott area era acdc sound great yeah. band uh great little rock songs just Get straightforward it. rock songs there's no ballads there's and they're not trying know, to be it, acdc's they sound sonically similar to them yeah not, very not, similar you know and both guitar players which you're going to find out it's a, son, a father and son combo they play gretsch guitars and we know that malcolm young played gretsch guitars as well but of course that's all coincidental yeah so, all right, let's get right into it our, in our first, very first episode uh, with Pantheon Podcasts. Listen to our conversation with Rat Rod from Philadelphia. Guest segment of the podcast, Jason, always introducing the guests you guys, so go ahead, Jason. I am excited to announce the guest this week um, from the area, from Philadelphia, sharing uh, a town with Patty's Pub and all the guys that it's always sunny in Philadelphia. We've got Mike, we've got Bryce from the freaking pretty freaking cool Rat Rod band. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing? Thank you. Good. How's everything in Philly and South Jersey? Rainy. Rainy? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're having that here. I'm in Ohio, so I think we're shooting the Ohio crap weather out to you guys in Philly, Jersey. Okay. You can take it back. Yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it back. It's awful. <laughs> hey, you want my weather? Probably not. Hey, rainy Brian's weather is not conducive to car things. Yeah. No. Brian's in, in North Dakota, so he, he beats <laughs> us all in terms of crappy weather. Correct. <laughs> That, that's no fun. No. <laughs> so like, uh, North Dakota, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Did you guys travel to North Dakota for any shows yet? <laughs> nope. No, but uh, <laughs> our uh, our former uh, quarterback was uh, from the Eagles was from North oh, Dakota. Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, Carson Wentz. The the uh, the uh, the spectacular use of car. Did he win the Super Bowl with you guys, or was that Foles? That was Nick Foles, was Nick right? Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles. Yeah. Well, Nick- Carson pretty much got him there, and then got hurt. Uh, got hurt in uh, against the Rams. I think it was the that was still the sixteen game season. He got hurt in uh, week thirteen against the Rams, and Foles played the last. Uh, three games and then the uh, playoffs. And then the Super so, Bowl. And I was rooting for you guys this year. I really was. I was, you guys were, I was, that's probably why you lost. Cause I was rooting for you. I don't have a good record of sports teams. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm a monster. Well, I don't know if you guys can see it on here, but oh yeah, I got Super a Super Bowl champions, Super Bowl champions tattoo. I'm a big, big, big monster sports fan. Jason's gonna have a good one on this one. <laughs> well, yeah, so I'm from Cincinnati originally, even though I live in Columbus now. I am a Bengals fan. I'm a Reds fan. I don't have a whole lot of. You know, I mean, the Bengals are better now. Um, they should have beat Kansas City. That's why I was rooting for the for yeah. Philadelphia to beat Kansas City. We And you know what? I still say something was funny about that second half. I don't care. Because they were, we were killing them. And then all of a sudden. Completely. I don't know what happened, man. It just doesn't sit right with me. I, it was a replay of the last Super Bowl where the Bengals got some funky penalties against them in the second half yep. that allowed the Rams to come back and win. The same thing happened to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. we've uh, we got some friends that we've talked to from Brooklyn and in Jersey City. Uh, um, I don't know if you know, but Jane Lee Hooker, uh, Ten Ton Mojo. Oh, yeah. Ten Ton Mojo, yeah. Yeah. Lizzie and the Makers. Lizzie and the Makers. Lizzie and the Makers from New York. You guys are Rob, familiar with them. Rob Clora is one-time Black Rose keyboard player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about Rat Rod. So, like, tell us all this, how this thing came together. Uh, Boy. It all started about middle, like the mid-2016. I had been out of the music. Uh, I've been, well, I've been singing and being, been, been in bands since I was 18, right after high school, and then I kind of, uh, in, I got out of it. Uh, I did it nonstop from 18 to about 33. And I kind of just needed a break. I got out of it for, and then it went longer than I expect than I wanted it to. No, I'm not, wasn't on purpose, let's put it that way, but it went mm-hmm. longer than I had planned, about 10 years. So I, uh, in 2016, I thought, I was like, you know what, man, I just was just thinking to myself, and I'm seeing all these bands, I'm like, I want to play, I want to sing again, I want to do it, you know, because I certainly never was going to, my plan was never to stop permanently anyway, you know what I mean? So I thought, you know what, I want to put together an original band, and this time I want to just, I want to just do it exactly what I've been dreaming about, like, and I've always wanted to have an original band. Well, I've always done original music. Let's put it that way. Um, I did covers for about five or six years right before I uh, took a break. But m- most of my whole life has been doing originals. I just love, I think, doing your own songs. is just, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, the covers were fine, but originals is so much more satisfying to me anyway. Um, so I was like, you know what? It's time, man. And I was like, I want to put together something just straightforward, rock and roll, badass, three chords, you know, like the, I wanted it. My vision, my vision was like ACDC kind of shit, but with a modern feel, like mm-hmm. so that, you know, people wouldn't say, oh, it's just another ACDC copy band. You know what I mean? I wanted it to have like, the eight those elements you know dirty looks you know like you know same what acdc dirty looks rhino bucket mm-hmm. but if we like i wanted to try to make it 
a little modern sounding too to try to get today's rockers into it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that was the goal and uh so i put a thing on facebook uh because i got thousands not thousands but tons of music friends and i just said hey you know i'm looking to start a band i want to do an acdc type thing blah 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 so my friend al uh messaged me he's like hey dude he's like yo dude i know this guy mark who uh was in an acdc tribute band and as far as i know i think they just broke up and i don't think he's doing anything he's like uh, i think he would be perfect for you you know because you know he was playing what you're looking to do so he's like oh he's like you know friend him on facebook and blah blah, blah. so i sent him he gave me his name sent him a friend request mark and i started chatting uh, we hit it off just personality wise right away. We were just, he was really cool. And then we started talking on the phone and we were just chatting. Like, you know, every, we, it was crazy because like everything I said, he was like, yeah, yeah. And vice versa. And then we got together and he showed me some originals. Now at first, when I first met him, when we first got together, he was like, Look, man, I was I was doing the ACDC thing for 10 years. I really don't want to do a, a band again. But, you know, if you want, we can write we can write some tunes. Uh, I'm willing to, you know, I will, I'll write some songs, see how it goes. You know, you can even record them. Just have, you know, I was like, hey, that's fine. You know, that's cool. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so we started working. So we started writing some t- songs and like the first two songs that we wrote together were just like it was just like the chemistry was just incredible like i don't even know how to explain it i never felt it before with anybody else i wrote with he just he was in my head he just knew exactly what i was thinking and then i the lyrics i came up with were exactly what he had in mind and it's kind of how it started and then we wrote and we wrote the whole first album, the uh, it's called "Do You Remember Rock and Roll," and uh, Mark and I wrote all those songs together, just me and him. We recorded it on uh, at his house. He's got a mini recording studio, little setup thing there, and uh, he even played the drums on it. He played the bass, all the guitars. Uh, I did the, obviously the vocals and everything. He did some backups with me and we did the best we could, mixed it, you know, blah, 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 and put it out. And the thought was, well, let's see what people think first. If people like it, we'll see what happens. Well, we put a couple of songs out and it was like, you know, we were getting flooded. Like, dude, this is killer. This is great. You know, there's no bands doing this shit no more. This is great. We were getting comments all over the place uh, from people that we didn't even know. Like, not just our friends. Like, people we didn't even know. And we looked at it and we were like, well, I guess we got to put a band together now. We'll go, out and, <laughs> go out and play these tunes, man. Like, but it was it was an exciting thing, you know. Like, we didn't expect that kind of feedback, you know. It was crazy. And that's what we did and it was just me and mark and then i was out one night 
not long after that, I saw John playing in a cover band, our bass player, LJ. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, that's the dude I want, man. That's the bass player I want. It's just the way he, the way he held himself, the way he played, the way he, uh, his image, everything. I just liked everything about it. It was just what I wanted. That Cliff Williams type kind of a you know player. And so it was the three of us. And then uh, we, we couldn't find a guitar player, a second guitar player or a drummer for a while. So Bryce came in and Bryce plays guitar and drums, believe it or not. So, more guitar than drums anymore. More guitar than drums, but he can play drums too. So Bryce, was, yeah. Bryce said, you know what? Hey, Dad, I'll play drums with you so that you guys can actually play. You know what I mean? The four of you's, you, you guys, three of you can play. I'll play drums just so you can play the songs. So we did that for a little bit. And and then we actually, then we found a drummer. Uh, Bryce, a friend of Bryce's, was actually uh, was our first drummer, incredible drummer named Elliot. Um, he joined. Uh, we played him some stuff. He loved it. He came on. He's a he's an actual trained jazz musician, drummer, can read music, everything, can read drum music. Dude, the kid was unbelievable. So then Bryce jumped on uh, guitar, mm -hmm. and that was the original lineup. And we had our very first show was October 26th, uh, 2017 at Sweeney's in Philly. I remember that show. That was our very first show. And uh, we've just been going since then. Um, then uh, we had a couple, we had some lineup changes. Uh, 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 about six months into it, Bryce, uh, wanted yeah, to become yeah. a firefighter so, and he left to go to the fire academy and everything. So we uh, found a, a, a rhythm guitar player, this, a guy named Matt Flanagan came in and a uh, really good, good player. Um, great image, everything. But his thing was he was kind of more into like the stones and the faces and that kind of rock and roll. Uh, so he played with us for about two years and then decided that, you know, he kind of wanted to uh, do more of the stuff that he was into. So he left and here we are again. Go, oh, shit. You know, now we need a guitar player again. So it just turned happened. Bryce was done with the academy and Bryce came back. <laughs> so it kind of just all worked out. <laughs> it all worked out and then we had an unexpected quit uh elliot our drummer uh decided uh that you know he wanted to uh move on and pursue you know some possible play he wanted to possibly be a session session player and all kind and uh go to school for more music uh education and also he left and then um uh, Harry joined Mark actually has known Harry for 30 something years. And I've actually known Harry too, but he wasn't available when we first started this whole thing. So Harry became available and we snatched him right up and he picked everything up and he's been, he's gotten, I'll tell you what, the past year or so year, year and a half, 
he had, Harry's really settled in. And I tell you, I mean, no disrespect at all to Elliot, but Harry fits our style um, much better than Elliot did. And you can hear you can hear the difference uh, between the light em up CD and the new one in the drums, you know, um, just the power and and the, the everything that that, El, that Harry brings. I mean, uh, so I mean that's I try to make it short. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I tried to make it short, but that's I, the uh, that's I like the that story. you mentioned uh, you mentioned Dirty Looks. You mentioned Rhino Bucket, and uh, I mean you guys don't try to like you know deny uh, the ACDC influence. But you know, like wow. when you think about ACDC, the Stones, those guys weren't inventing anything. It was just their interpretation of it, that's how it came out, and that's how it sounded. And and uh, like what you guys said when you guys came out, like, well, nobody's doing this. And and that's another point. Like all the musical trends that come and go, bands like the Stones, bands like ACDC, still just like fill up stadiums. Everybody's like, you know, like totally pays attention back to rock and roll. So that's why I love you guys so much because it's just like. Thank you straightforward you know four four it's just fantastic man i love it yep thank you and you know what it's funny you said that because that's actually that's like part of the meaning the meaning of the new seat the name of the album four on the floor it's kind of have has like a double meaning Mm -hmm. four on the floor in terms of the beat you know the tempo Mm -hmm. and four on the floor with a a rat rod or a you know a stick shift hot rod you know you got the four on the floor six ship so and true to our theme (laughs) so i'm gonna ask about the name because i uh i didn't know this but i like i was i think it was i got a living blues magazine over here and maybe i saw it on my phone online or something but i saw gretch has a rat rod guitar and you and your dad both play gretch so is it so or is it purely coincidental or so actually, the, the I, th- I believe if the Gretsch Rat Rod uh, hollow body came out uh, a couple years ago, but after we formed, um, I actually don't remember where the origin of the name came from. I believe that was between Mike and my father, yeah. um, but it just it kind of fits who I who I am and who my father is just together because we're both gearheads. I grew up with a wrench in my hand, um, going to car shows, looking at rat rods which is you know for those who are unaware it's a very ratty uh old car that's just it looks like it belongs in a junkyard but it's completely and totally on purpose it's it's like art in a way it's, mm-hmm. it's more more so art than it is uh like a restoration how do, but how does, uh, that, how does that dynamic work with you and your dad in the band is that oh it's, it's it, very it, interesting. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you it, it's more so when we're in the band room we're bandmates we're friends that kind of thing more so than father son mm-hmm. uh, on, on stage. It's even more so of that. And from the perspective I have, it's, it's nothing better in the world than being able to play music that my father and I write together live for people to enjoy. It's just the coolest thing. And I, you know, I, I said it before in a previous interview. Um, it's I'm building memories that I'll be able to look back on and smile about. And Bryce, I'm going to assume your dad is the one who taught you how to play. Uh, yeah, more or less. I mean, he more mostly, yeah. Um, when I would sit down and actually listen, um, <laughs> but he basically he provided me with the guitar when I was little, and I kind of just mm-hmm. took to it more or less on my own. Um, he didn't try and force me to do anything. 
Um, it wasn't a here, you must play. It was more of a, hey, check this out. It's cool. I like doing it. You should too. Um, and I kind of, the way I learned, it was more so in my later teens learning uh, songs that I like. You know, uh, I come from a very metal heavy background. So take that for what it is. But yeah, I saw you wanted to. Yeah. Why Gretsch guitars? Um, well, it was initially to kind of grab that classic rhythm sound that we all know from Malcolm. Yeah. Uh, that when I had first joined, that's kind of the discussion my father and I had. He had a particular sound in his head he was going for, you know, that that uh, slightly crunchy Marshall with the Filtertron cl clarity and and bite. So it was only natural that a Gretsch would be the would be the choice of guitar for me. Now I've kind of moved away from it a little bit. I mean, my second guitar is always a Gretsch. It's always with me. Um, I've I have a white hollow body. I'm sure you've seen it in a couple mm -hmm. photos if you follow yep. us on our social media. I actually started playing with a, a Gretsch's bass model entry guitar, which is a Streamliner, and I found that they, mm -hmm. even on their very lowest entry model guitars, are mm -hmm. fantastic players out of the box. I mean, very minimal setup time, very minimal work time to try and get it playing like a thousand dollar, two thousand dollar guitar. It it just it goes. So that's kind of what sold me. So I, I bought a couple other Gretsch's later on, a little more high dollar, and it's I compare it to owning like an older Gibson, you know. 80s 70s era gibsons were good players um personal opinion is that they're not so much anymore with the newer stuff but that's kind of why i latched onto it and i actually recently uh had my father uh gave me his or gifted me his um his uh gibson explorer i think i believe it's an 80 uh, 1982 edition um and i actually i put a filter on in that to kind of keep that sound but also kind of give a little more edge and a little more bite to what I'm doing in the rhythm section. And it, I believe it actually, it fits my personal image better for stage and it's a blast to play. I love that guitar. It's just, it's perfectly balanced. It plays really well. It sounds great. There's really, there's no cons to it in my opinion. I but love that destroyer. Uh, yeah. So is it, is it a coincidental that LJ, he plays the, the, that Hagstrom short scale, which I think is freaking looks awesome. Yeah, you know what? It was completely coincidental at the time because I believe one of his uh, favorite artists plays Hagstrom, um, or or he he he'd already been a fan of Hagstrom and was already playing them when he was in his Pat Benatar tribute band. Mm -hmm. um, oh, wait a minute, Pat Benatar tribute band. Yeah, yeah. he was in a Pat uh, Benatar when I when I snagged uh, snagged him up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um. But yeah, he was already playing Hagstrom. He's actually since moved on. He's got a, I forget the model, but it's its like a Les Paul Jr. Gibson bass. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. kind of, it's a, it's, it's a double cut Les Paul Jr. I think it's a double cut. Either way, it, it's a Gibson bass. It sounds amazing. He he had it, um, I think he said it was this Johnny Thunder replica bass he made. Yeah. Um, but Is that yeah, the that's one he's the, playing in the Lightning Strikes video? Yeah, uh, is it? No, nah, that was a Hagstrom. Okay. Nah, that's his other Les Paul style bass. This okay. one's a, like a TV yellow okay. uh, with a twin bit card. Either way, it was a great upgrade in my opinion. It sounds amazing, and he plays it better than the other ones he does. And he'll he'll tell you the same thing. Yep. Um, but yeah. Right on, right on. So let's we're talking about four on the floor. You know, when did this from this to point? It was just like a sparkle in your eye until. It was done. You want to talk about that whole event? 
<laughs> yeah, we um, it took a little bit longer than we had planned. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, COVID got in the way. Um, yeah. We had started writing songs for it before COVID hit. Um, and then it got help, held up longer with um, Elliot leaving and then mm -hmm. having to you know, having Harry come in and he had to learn all the uh, old songs that we were playing first before we could even start working on the new stuff that we had written. So, it, you know, it, it was a little bit longer than, than we wanted, but um, we recorded all the guitars and the vocals the same way that we did on Light Em Up. But what we did different this time was we did the drums um, down in Maryland at a studio called Studio E. Um, uh, I forget the name of the town in Maryland. Um, a friend of it's ours. Not it's not Westminster, is it? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it was Westminster, it's, it's Maryland. Will. Yeah. Our buddy, our friend Will Mass. Um, yeah. We know uh, him well. oh, okay, you know mm -hmm. Will, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. I think it's a, it's stu the studio is run by the bass player from um uh 86 bullets 86 bullets yeah. oh yeah we have some of their merch that will mm -hmm. send us yeah eric d uh, is the sound engineer down yeah. at studio e. um eric was the original owner of studio e and i there was a business deal between him and will and will is now i think the sole owner of studio e or partnered with eric um now so but will's kind of running the show down there now for studio e Ooh, very cool so we did the drums. We did. Uh, we went down there because we were. We thought we were. We wanted to this time have a big, big killer drum sound. Um, so we did. We went down there, spent a, a weekend, knocked out all the drums, uh, and then. But the rest of it was was recorded the same way that we recorded it for the last um, CD. The difference was. We used a couple of different mics this time. We have a, uh, a real high compression mic that um, I got for the vocals. And we used a couple of different mics that from, from last time on the guitars as well. And the biggest difference, though, the, 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 the number one thing was uh, having it uh, mixed uh, over at Braun Street Studios. Um, by uh, Lance Walter. He did uh, a phenomenal job. He knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, like he had the good mix that we did. It was it was decent. And then you just took it to Lance and it was like, oh my God, it's an HD now, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so much clearer, so much more defined. Uh, oh. Yeah, we just said uh, Mark was able to take, you know, send all the tracks, you know, individual tracks over to Lance and yeah. Lance we spent just, a lot of time with those tracks. Yeah, we took about a month, month and a half to mix mix it. Yeah, and, uh, he, he took his time and did a great job. Yeah, and he used we used Pro Tools, um, mm -hmm. but he's got I think he's got the most up uh, most recent version of Pro Tools. So yeah. uh, he was able to take. I mean, I, I listened. I listened to it. Even I still can't believe how how good it sounds man i just i never expected it to come out that 
that that good, but he did. It was just phenomenal. Like you know, great. Really happy. Really, really happy with it. And it does. It does sound great. You know, and like I said, we were talking about the car earlier, and I'd uh, <laughs> heard, listen to you guys on a different podcast, and like Mike, you were mentioning. Uh, when Mark would send you some music, you'd go take it out in the car and, and just kind of drive and hum along and then until something hit and that's very cool yep. way to do it. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I was just doing that uh, today, come, driving home from work. We actually have three new ideas. Um, Mark already sent me three new songs. Um, the music's all done. He played the wow. drums on him, just rough demo of him playing the drums. And the bass, it just needs lyrics, and that's it. So uh, I was working on, uh, I was trying to come up with something for idea number one. <laughs> right now, they're just called idea number one, two, and three. So <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the song. Could, yeah, you know, I never know. I had yeah. something that came up. I, I have different. I've had a couple different things I'm playing with, so I'm not sure which one I like better. But, but we yeah we've already started writing for the next for the next one so you were uh talking about uh held down the thunder being about the movie tombstone yeah right? mm-hmm. yeah that's my one of my favorite movies ever it's in my top five great cast man like that's just an incredible lineup yeah and the one-liners in there, and it's just, it's just, I, I could watch that movie. It's like all Val Kilmer one-liners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, on Light em Up, uh, Peacemaker is actually part one. Peacemaker is about the scene where he slaps him. Uh, uh, what you call, uh, what's his name? I always forget his name. Uh, Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell, uh, where Kurt Russell slaps uh, Billy Bob Thornton and says, "We well, you know, do, so, do do something or stand there and bleed." In the beginning, and he says, "You know, he reaches for his gun. He says, Yo, yeah, skin that smoke wagon, see what happens.'" <laughs> I thought that was so cool, and I uh, I'll never forget when Mark sent me over. He's like, "Oh, I, I just sent you another idea when we were writing for that CD." And as soon as I heard it, I, the second I heard it, I was like, holy shit. I'm like, this sound, it sounds like a Western, like the song, the music just sounded like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, dude, I got to write about, I got to write a tombstone to song. So that's how Peacemaker came about. And then when I had the music for Call Down the Thunder, uh, again, that one actually wasn't planned. I was just trying to come up with something and an idea and then I'm just you know scatting different shit and it just came out I just went call down the thunder and I took it from there and I thought you know what it sounded really cool and I was like I love that I was like you know what I'll make it I'll make a part two I'll make it up you know because that 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 you know it's actually about the scene at the end of the movie where he's standing over uh, Ike with the shotgun. Hmm. And he says, you know, you call down the thunder. Well, now you got it. You tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. 
So uh, how about Helleride? Where you know where where does that come from? I love that because the dynamics of how you know starts out with you know the bass and drums and then those great guitar chords and just that I'd love that song too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, musically that was um, that was all Mark. I mean, unless I don't know, Bryce, did you help out on that one? Uh, I didn't do. I don't think I did any writing on Helleride. Um, I had All or Nothing. Uh, knock them down, and I'm. I think I might have done a little bit of writing on Motherload, but I don't remember. It's kind of fuzzy. <laughs> it's been a while, but yeah, I know I did at least those two was all, all or nothing and uh, knock them down. Um, I, I gotta say, and I know Elegy's not here, but I got you guys. Please give him a compliment for me, like doing that. You know, playing like you know, you mentioned Cliff Williams that that that's hard to play like it's hard to play like i can't ever i'm a bass player and i can't really get that like right on the money metronome kind of you know eighth notes or quarter notes or whatever they are just just perfect you know that as people might think hey that's easy but it's like no man it's hard to do, do you know like yeah perfect time a lot of practice in the band room yeah <laughs> impressive <laughs> yeah i'll tell him he'll be he'll, he'll love to hear that very cool Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Just got to play along with the records, Brian. Like, well, that's what I do with guitar stuff. Just got to keep playing along until you get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, what's funny that you said that that's how I taught my, I taught myself how to sing doing that. I just really, yeah. I, uh, I, when I came out of high school, I couldn't sing anything. I'm like, God, I sounded like a dead cat, a cat. <laughs> I sounded like a cat that just got hit by a car dying in the street. I'm not, I'm serious. It was horrible. And but I wanted to do it so bad, and every single day I would just I I the car thing again. I that was when we had cassette players in cars, mm -hmm. and I used to just drive around everywhere I drove. I just sang. I would put in. I'd sing along to ACDC. I'd sing along to every all my favorite bands: Kiss, Aerosmith, you know, uh, Zeppelin, all of them, and just. I would try to hit those notes and try to sound like them. And I just did it for, you know, year after year. After, I just, uh, just, just, that's real. I mean, that's, I mean, that's that, just try, I mean, yeah, just trying to sing, hit those notes, you know what I mean? And sing notes, sing, and sing right along with them. And I guess that's the best way to put it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it took a while and I, you know, and, Finally, I got the guts up, and I guess when I was about 20 or so, just uh, joined, started a band. And my first couple of bands were, you know, you know how it is, you know, when you first start out, uh, not that good, but yeah, yeah, you work your way up, you know, through the years, but uh, yeah. So, so not like a choir guy, a guy who's been trained vocally, you just <laughs> kind of took it on yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I learned. I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, uh, I I had friend, other friends that were singers. So they they told me, like, showed me hit the diaphragm thing. You know, oh, you got to sing from down here and all that. And what know, does that mean? Everybody says that. But what does that mean? You got to push. Got to push with <laughs> your stomach. Yeah, uh -huh. kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should. When you're the, I'll never forget. I'll never ever ever forget. Somebody uh, told me, 
you know you're singing correctly if after you sing, if after you're singing like a long phrase or a sentence or something, if you're a little bit lightheaded, you know what I mean? You're doing it right, believe it or not. I was going to ask about, uh, you know, Philadelphia. And once again, on other podcasts, you know, you guys compliment some other bands and very humble and all that. And, but you're saying like you guys, like there's no one really doing your kind of style of music there. And it, we, we always think like um, big cities, there must be like every kind of everything. So what, what's Philadelphia like, you know? Mm, they're not, not much of a music scene down here in Philly, at least not much of a music scene for originals. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, we tend to play a lot down in Delaware, or Maryland, or we've been up at Dingbats a few times up in North Jersey and Clifton. Um, we went out to, uh, to uh, Pittsburgh. That was a fun. That was a fun little ex- exploration adventure. Mm. Um, but yeah, our main markets, you know, Delaware, Maryland, a little bit of Pennsylvania, um, but not much in the city itself. Can you, can you speak yeah, it's, on that? it's like what, like why, like Delaware is in Maryland. It's just really good, or you know, it's <laughs> I, we can't figure it out. I mean, this you know, South Jersey and Philly, you know, as you know, I mean, it used to be. You know, it was the, I mean, we were, it was the LA, it was like the LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the East Coast LA, you know, yep. in the 80s for original music. Now it's all covers and tributes. Everybody mm-hmm. just wants to go out and see covers and tributes mm-hmm. and original bands. Well, at least original rock bands like us. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's just, I mean, it's not, it's not even close to what it used to be. I mean, and no matter how much you promote, how much you try, I mean, you know, it's, and it, you know, it, it's, it gets discouraging sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, you know, we're not going to give up. I mean, cause I, I, you know, we love flying and the crowds are getting a little bigger, mm-hmm. but you know, it just gets you angry. Like when, the same night you're playing, right? Like you'll see uh, a Led Zeppelin tribute band is playing that I know for a fact it, you know, you know, a hundred of my friends have seen them 5,000 times, but have only maybe seen me come out to see me once. Right now we'll be playing not far away and they'll all go there instead of coming to see us. You know what I mean? Like just how the market is down here or in yeah. Jersey. And my own I mean, yeah, it's like your own friends would rather go see a tribute band than go see an original music band. You need better friends. <laughs> it's, you know what? On, yeah. I mean, you would yeah, but it, you know, it's not just us, believe it. It's, it's I mean, everybody, sure. It's everybody. I mean, it's all the down here. I mean, we've gone out ourselves to see other uh, bands that we're friends with and it's the same thing it's like you know it's a half full room you know you know it's a, it sucks man it's a shame that's a know? great opportunity for a song i you know you've got those three song ideas that have come and maybe that's one of your song topics maybe it's a subject <laughs> you never know i could work something in there <laughs> we need better friends that's what it's called uh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we just take mean, our we just take our, our skill set to a different market, you know. 
And, you know, right. and that's so like, like, yeah, like Bryce said, like we do, believe it or not, we do well in Delaware. Mm-hmm. Down in De- like we play um, Bar 13 a lot. Yeah, great place uh, to play. We do well at Bar 13. I mean, just about every time we play there is packed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know anything about Delaware. I know Dover is like the biggest city and it's like, what, 40,000 or something. So, I mean, it's good. almost like a, I would picture it almost like more like a rural setting as far as the state. And it, it's a it's, little bit. It's amazing Not- how much, like, I've really thought about it. Like, so much comes from the rural areas. You know, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily everything cool that's coming from, you know, urban settings. Yeah, Bar uh, 13 is kind of located in, in uh, like a suburban area just outside of Christiana, about 20 minutes from Christiana, Delaware, which is their main city closest to like the New Jersey border. So it's... We're, I, that particular spots that that particular bar is in a pretty good spot, I think, which is why I draw so well. And it's cool that they're, they're digging original music, you know. And it might be just because mm-hmm. of a, you know, just a, a lacking of, of <clears throat> like that. Yeah, and, and I know what that's like up here, man. It's, yeah, there might be a not as strong of a original band market down there, like bands doing stuff down there. Maybe that's why we draw so well. But mm-hmm. either way, we're greatly appreciative for it, you know. Yeah. So, as we've gone along, are you pushing out more? We're trying area? to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely trying to. We'd, we'd like to get on the road at some point, um, doing like either a mini tour set of the South, maybe up in the Midwest or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But definitely, definitely want to expand our horizons. Yeah, yeah I mean, Brian kind of was asking the question I was going to go to. Really, what is what is your goal as a band? Make it as big as we can. Okay, so this yeah. is something you guys would like would like to see full time gig. You're to, you're out there across the country every day. Hey, it'd be cool. Um, that yeah, it'd be a dream. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I'll keep expectations realistic too. But you know, I'll take whatever I can get, and I'm going to not stop trying. And you guys have, have, you know, like I said, Will's a friend of yours. And, you know, what 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 can you speak on his behalf that, that besides support and stuff that he's able to to help you with? Uh, he's been I mean, he's I mean, he has carried our flag proud for since he first met us. We yeah. first met him, I should say, like Let's four years, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's he's gotten us uh, a lot of contacts. He's uh, gotten us into a lot of places, um, gotten us a lot of attention. Um, he he, we're playing the uh, pre party this year for M three for the M three festival. Are you really okay? I was going to ask about that because you guys you you would fit in perfectly with that. Yeah, they ha- uh, they have a pre party uh, the Thursday night before M three starts. Um, uh, and we finally got it. We've been trying for a couple of years and we finally got in, uh, this year. So we're playing that, which is going to be incredible. I can't wait. Yeah. Like, and you know, Will was a part of that, you know, uh, uh, he, you know, he, he helped us get on there. Um, yeah, we, I love the guy. We love him. He's a good guy. I mean, you know, he, I'll tell you what, one thing about Will is when he believes in something, I'll tell you what, he'll go 
balls out for it. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. We we have some other mutual friends, and I, you can't really see it, but I got a poster over here. Um, Smoke and Crow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're good guys. Uh, uh, the only I only know, I've only really talked to the, the guitar player, um, Frank. Frank. Frankie, yeah, Frankie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just got the Explorer as well. <laughs> yeah, I think he had that. He's just started Explorer. playing it again. Yeah, yeah. How about you I think guys? He had know a Babylon Firebird Shakes? too. Mm-hmm. You guys know Babylon Shakes? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've played we played a lot of shows with those with those guys. And then they, they changed sense. their name and now I'm not sure. It's like a um uh like not an emo thing that, that Chris is doing. It's like a um like almost like a cure or something type of yeah. sad rock it. band. I saw the his picture and I was kind of like wondering what he was doing. I thought that was I was like, whoa, what's he doing? Chrysanthemum something, right? And it's like very yeah. curish. Chrysanthemum ballroom? Is that what it is? Something mm. That sounds about right. Because the shakes were very like blues rockish, like Black yeah. Rose, kind of classic rock thing. And you guys certainly would kind of fit on the same stage together. Oh, we mm. played. We must have played a dozen shows with those guys. They were they're yeah. great. They're a lot yeah. of fun. We had a lot, a lot of fun with them. And Chris used to Chris sounded just like Tame Me Down. I thought, yeah, like, there you yeah, go. Fast first shit, record, yeah. man. You know, and I think it's probably the same kind of thing. Like, you know, it's like you sound like you know what you're taking in or whatever. But yeah, like that. I thought, wow, this is the best Faster Pussycat record that I've never heard. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, Chris designed our logo for our podcast, yep. the van and I all that. Yeah, uh, cool. Yeah. So I mean, just want to like part of the family there. Uh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Cool. So, uh, what what other bands can you mention? We always ask our guests, like, what other bands that you know are playing this kind of style, or even you know, good rock style, or you know, that might knock our socks off. Like, who's you got any peers, any uh, compadres, or whatever uh, that you can give a shout out to? Someone we may not have heard of. Uh, well. Well, there's there's some, there's bands that are signed. I'm not sure. I'm sure you know Airborne, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Airborne. Um, uh, did you ever hear of uh, what's it called? Uh, Wild. Uh, the uh, the they're called the Wild from Canada. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. They're they're really good. We saw oh, them. Dude. My father and I saw them open for Airborne down in um, Maryland. Uh, five six years ago it was be- right before rat rod form okay. and they were just as good as airborne was if not better oh um, dude check and we actually- they're called they're called the wild with an exclamation point yeah yeah they're like a southern hard rock band out of canada they're awesome right awesome. up our alley something's going yeah. on in canada man i'm telling you they're something's awesome. going on in canada that is for sure the commoners they're, and- they're like yeah. a they're like a combination of like acdc and uh, like a southern ACDs. I don't, I, they're so, they're cool. They're really cool. I, I love those guys. We never met them, but, or played with them, but I'm just, I'm a big fan of them. So, Jason, is it that time of the show? Well, gentlemen, we always like to end our episodes with some fun, stupid questions if you guys are game for it. 
Sure. Yeah, let's go. All right. We're going to start with some Philadelphia area questions. Okay. So make okay. sure we, we do the, the city pr proud. Uh, Brian and I are visiting the city. Where do you send us for a cheesesteak? Pat's. Delisandro's. Oh, we disagree. Pat's mm. or Delisandro's. I have What's to admit, I've never tried Delisandro's. Actually, if you're if you're visiting Jersey, donkeys in Camden. Okay. Well, well, yeah, donkeys in Camden. Uh, well, technically, it's not Philadelphia, but their cheesesteaks are, are incredible. But Delisandro's up in uh, Northeast, mm. the okay. best cheesesteak you will ever. It's like cotton candy. In your mouth. <laughs> is is it with or without the whiz? Uh, I I get it. Uh, I've had it both ways. I like it either way. Um, but I, but I, usually when I get it, I order uh, without, but with fried onions. No, I think I, I like the whiz. I like the whiz. Mm. Got to get it. Got to get it all. All right. Better Philadelphia band. Multiple choice question. Um, we've got. Cinderella, we have Survivor, or we have um, Brittany Fox. Cinderella. I'd agree with that one. Yes. I've heard all three of them. I don't listen to any of them too much, but out of the three I've heard of them, uh, I like Cinderella. That's a, I too, winter. I'd go with Brian. Would you? Yeah. Long Cold Winter is a great record. Some Incredible. Really, uh, and Tom Keeper's new stuff is great. Too. Yes, I, I just saw them last year on the tour with um, Faster Pussycat and LA Guns. It was a great Sonic Slam. He's great. His solo yeah. stuff is great. Heavy, a lot heavier than the Cinderella stuff almost. Yeah, mm -hmm. love it. All right, greatest Philadelphia athlete. Ooh. Greatest Philadelphia athlete. Mm -hmm. Vince Papali. <laughs> One, the, the, the best athlete that ever played in Philly. Um, <laughs> Vince is the guy from the, the movie with um, Mark, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mark Wall. Yeah, but based yeah. on the real, the real guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a real guy. Yeah. Bartender in Philadelphia Eagle. A legend. The best athlete. Wow. A lot of great ones have come through Philadelphia and a lot of different, you know, sports. I mean, I'd have to divide it up by the sport. The best flyer ever is Bobby Clark. Um, okay, good. The best sixer, Will Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going post Will Chamberlain, uh, Dr. J. Uh, best Philly ever, uh, Mike Schmidt. Yeah, that's that's the answer. There you go. And the best eagle ever. Uh, my personal favorite eagle of all time. Well, it's a tie. Tommy McDonald hmm. uh, and Harold Carmichael. Ooh, okay. Really? Okay. Bryce, you going with that? Yeah, admittedly, I'm not much of a sports guy. Um, yeah. I'm more auto sport than, than traditional sports. So Yeah, I'm the, one, I'm the only guy in the band that's a sport guy. <laughs> sports guy. <laughs> no, so no Randall Cunningham? 
All right. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I had, I was thinking Randall. I was thinking Randall. Um, we get the all time sack leader. I know he didn't end his career. Reggie, with the I Eagles. forgot about Reggie. Shit. See, come on, man. <laughs> and it's so hard to pick one, man. Right. It, it really is. I mean, there's been a lot of really good athletes have come through Philadelphia. But I guess, you know what? You know, I mean, if you think overall athlete, you know, I guess it would have to be, you know, I guess you're, I guess, I guess, you know what? It would have to be uh, Randall. Yeah. Do you see when that like 90 yard punt he had one time? I was going, I, that's what I was thinking. You know, <laughs> the guy can punt, he could throw, run, uh, run, jump. He was like a gymnast and unbelievable. Tecmo the- Super Bowl legend, along with Bo Jackson, QB Eagles and Bo Jackson were both unstoppable. And Jalen Hurts is looking. Yeah. I tell you. I'm good, too. If he keeps up, if, he, if Hurts keeps up what he's doing, I tell you, he's going to give, he's going to, you know. I think if Hurts wasn't nicked up, if Hurts wasn't hurt, they probably won the Super Bowl. I yeah, I think so. I, I just I don't know. That fumble or if was the NFL didn't crazy. cheat. <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't throw a flag there. That's just ridiculous. You don't. It, it, the exact same thing happened to the Bengals at the end of the game. Almost the exact same play. It's stupid. If that wasn't even the Eagles, if it was if that if that Super Bowl would have been the Vikings and Chiefs, I I would have said the same thing. Yeah, I would have been too. like, you can't throw a flag there. You got to get the Vikings. They call them that all day, and it's very incidental contact. Right, right. So, whatever. It was ridiculous. Next season, well, next season, it ripped my heart out. I'm still not over it. You know, still. (laughs) I'll talk to we. I can go on for an hour about this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, you and me both. You and I just need to have our own episode where we're lamenting the last two Super Bowls. You talk the Eagles, I'll talk Bengals. It'll be great. Yeah, it's a similar thing. Yeah. Yeah, similar. All right, let's move on to happier things. If you guys had any chance, had your pick of who to play on stage with, open up for, play on stage with, who would it be? Whoa. Mm. Tough call. I got to tell you. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, the obvious answer is ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that one. Bon Scott error for me. But oh, even right bon now, even right now, if ACDC got put to, put a tour together and you know, with Brian and you know, Stevie uh young playing on a guitar and all that, you know, I'd still, you know. It would be close between them and Kiss. Okay. Yeah. That's what fair. do you guys think of Axl Rose filling in for Brian? Not a fan. I, I thought he did a great job. I was I, when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh God, there's no <laughs> way Axl can sing those tunes." And I'll tell you what, I know he had some bad shows, but I've saw, I've seen. There's quite a few shows on YouTube that. There's one from, oh, God, it's a whole show. I forget where it was from. And Axel sounded just unbelievable. 
I couldn't believe it. He sounded great. Was he still in the cast or was he out of the cast? He was, when I, the one I saw, he wasn't in the cast. Okay. I mean, it probably helps when you can move around a little bit, not just you know, yeah. sit, sit on a throne singing. Did, did they audition anyone else? I don't think so. At least I don't remember hearing about it. It's probably in Brian Johnson's book. Now, I'd like to hear Axel, when he was in his prime, do that. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. I saw those guys when they first came out, and they were touring with Aerosmith. I did, too. I was there. Yeah, 87. I was there at Riverfront, uh, Riverbend um, Amphitheater. Oh, wow. Cincinnati. Yep. 87. Philadelphia uh, structure, Aerosmith permit vacation and Guns yep. N' Roses. Yep. What a tour. Wasn't that the best, man? That was Nobody the even really real had, knew what those guys were. That was Steven Adler was still there. Like, you know, yeah, man. Uh, I, poor Guns N' Roses. Things I know. changed. Just if that lineup. <laughs> Is he straddling? If, if that same lineup would have stayed together. For the for the uh, for that following record, it would have sounded. It would have been. I mean, it, the illusions are okay. Yeah. But if Izzy would have been included, could have been in in on the writing. It would have been incredible. Not so many covers or eight minute songs, probably. Right. Right. Straightforward rock and roll tunes, man. Did I think Izzy played some Gretsch's as well, didn't he, Bryce? Or was it, when I'm thinking of Ibanez or something else? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't remember to be honest. Didn't he play I feel like, like the he had some. Liner, like Ted I Dugan? think he did. Yeah, he might have. Yeah, I think so. Izzy was a Gretsch guy. Yeah, I think so. He had the big hollow bodies, kind of Bryce, like you and your dad prefer. Yeah, I think Good the Gretsch Falcon would be a great guitar to get. Yeah. I do too, except I don't. I don't have five grand to put down on a guitar. Right? Yeah, yeah. Me, you, and me both, brother. But I mean, it would. It's a nice guitar. I thought your white one. I thought your white one was a Falcon, Bryce. It, it is not. It is as close to a Falcon as I'm going to obtain for now, until I decide to buy one. Yeah, the Gretsch bases are so expensive too. Besides the Junior Jet. But you know what? I definitely feel like, to an extent, you get what you pay for. Um, yeah. Like yeah. my white Gretsch was. I got it for 900 used with a case. Um, it feels it feels like a $2,000 guitar. Yeah, it's all that matters. So, yeah. And it sounds I mean, great. Yeah, I crap at this point. Like Epiphone's putting out some really nice guitars, a little bit higher That's price hard. ranges, but man, oh man, like Gibson pickups, hand wiring, and some of these things, like it's not, not yeah. too shabby. Uh, you know, across the board, it seems like these guitar manufacturers are really stepping up their game. Uh, even Ibanez with their low-end Geo models, yeah. they're, they're, you're getting a lot for 300 bucks. You know, solid walnut body, maple neck, good pickups. What more can you ask for? And Ibanez like, has kind of always been there with their, their guitars, like always really good yeah. quality. It, it seems like the days of the shitty cheap guitar are starting to fade. Um, yeah. It's going to be easier and easier to pick up an instrument relatively cheap. Pinter um, Squires, like you find the right one, they're pretty damn good for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, hell, even these uh, Chinese clone companies, like uh, I have a Douglas brand guitar. Mm -hmm. When it was in 
perfect shape. It played great. Um, and it was only a hundred bucks. Um, I've got to do some woodwork to it to fix it, but that's what you get for a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, all right. Give, give back to you guys and some stupid questions. Brian, I have a new question from Leilani Kilgore and oh, these nice. guys from rat rod are the first, I got to hear this first people are going to get, all right. If you had to fight a celebrity, who did you choose? If I had to fight a celebrity? Yeah, if you, had to, if you had to pick, like you had to fight a celebrity, who you choose? Ooh, like if I if I could like kick kick a celebrity's ass. Well, I mean, you could choose somebody's ass that you could kick, or if you could fight a celebrity. So I mean, it's your choice. Ooh. Oh man, I would pick somebody you could kick their ass though. I mean, well, I don't know why you'd pick like you know somebody that could kick your ass. Right, I right, do, right. Uh, I think I'd do Chris Farley because at least it'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead well i mean when he was alive you know, the, the, kick a skeleton around a little bit <laughs> i mean like if he was alive still God. he was very limber he might be tough he was but it would be funny because it'd be that's who he is was. that's right you'd be you you'd get your butt kicked because you'd be too busy laughing while i was like kicking on you yeah yeah probably <laughs> or jim carrey you know what i'll revise that i'll do jim carrey instead okay he's the next closest thing I'm trying to think. Somebody. I'm trying to think of a celebrity that I can't stand. <laughs> oh man, I'm drawing a blank. I know. I know. There's. I know. There's one or two out there. But I know because I can remember re- not long ago saying I can't stand that guy. He's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> I can't could be remember. so many people. It could be so many people. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bill Maher probably. Bill Maher. Yeah, he's kind of a as you know. I don't know what the right word for it is for him. He's kind of a weasel. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really into politics. I don't get into that stuff, but it has nothing to do with politics. He's just kind of weaselly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryce, you said Sebastian Bach. Yep. He's pretty tall, man. Yeah, he is tall. Is Skid Row? Skid Row is more of a Jersey band than Philly, right? Yeah. Because those guys were all in with Bon Jovi. At least uh, yeah. uh, Dave Sabo was friends with John Bon Jovi, right? Played Originally played guitar in the band. I think so. Yep. Yeah, they're from... I remember my Jersey metal history correct. Yeah, they're from... They're actually... They're from... They're from. They're all from like Sarahville area too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sebastian's the only one that's not. He's from Canada. Yes, that's right. Did, yep. you, know, did you know that Sebastian's brother... Played uh, was a goalie in the NHL. Really? Really? Yep. Uh, Sebastian's real last name is uh, Bierk. That's right. It's, yes, I read his it, book, his biography, or autobiography. And his brother, yeah. his brother is that is the goalie for, that was for the he was the goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and I forget his first name. I I can't remember his name, but he he actually was good. He played really? with the Maple Leafs for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. I still remember Sebastian Bach had kind of a couple cameo appearances on the Trailer Park Boys. He did uh, yeah. later like as a model train enthusiast. I love Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> it is the stupidest show I've ever seen, but it's hilarious. But it's stupid in a good way. Yeah. Great show. You know, it is. It very much. It, yeah. Um, all right. So that Brian, that was our Leilani question. Somebody apparently hit asked for that say? at Rock and Pod. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she said Christopher Walken, obviously. Oh. Oh. I'm like, you could take him. He's pretty old. You can get him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on here. Both of you guys, this question goes to both of you. So you both have to answer. What are the last three bands or songs that you've streamed? Oh, uh, okay. Um, you probably, you may not know any of the ones I've streamed, but uh, it's all hardcore metal. A uh, band by the name of Chelsea Grin. Never heard uh, of them. That was earlier today. They're, they're like deathcore, like super heavy. Um, them, a band called Slaughter to Prevail. That's another deathcore band from Russia. They're coming to the Starland Ballroom, actually, uh, in April. I might go see them. And what was the last one? The other one. Um, you know, I don't remember what my third would have been. You can check your phone if it helps you. Yeah, I'm actually on my phone on Zoom. I don't want to screw the Zoom up. All right. <laughs> it out. You know, I've had it happen. You know, nightmare. Uh, let's see. I was listening to, uh, I think, uh, the Black Aces. That's a good band to check out. Black Aces, okay. The Black Aces, they're yeah. from um, Australia. They're kind of similar to what we're doing. Uh, Good Woman Going Bad, I I was listening to that. I streamed that one uh, yesterday. Uh, oh, my God. No, I was listening to it. I streamed uh, Airborne's uh, Too Much, Too Young, Too Fast. Ooh, great, great, great tune. And I streamed. What did I else did I just listen to? Oh, um, um, uh, gosh, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I think it was, uh, I forget. I'm drawing a blank. All right, you guys each got two, not three, so that's okay. We'll we'll, we'll give it to you from there. Um, what's a, pl- a venue you guys want to play that you haven't yet? Well, if the truck was still open, I'd want to play the truck again. Um, but I, I'd like to play um, at the Camden Waterfront, uh, previously known as the Tweeter Center years ago. I don't remember. BB&T, BB&T Pavilion? Is that what it is now, Mike? I think so. It changed yeah. names. It's literally, literally had about eight to ten different names. Yeah, that or um, the Fillmore in Philly. Oh, Ooh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Underground Arts was really cool too. Uh, that's where we saw Airborne. This most recent tour that they came around on, friggin' cool venue. It's like down on in like a basement. A total underground rock club vibes. Mike, you going with that one? Um, I would love to play. I'd say, yeah, the Fillmore in Philly. Oh, I actually, you know what? I'd love to play the the act, the Fillmore, the Fillmore, Fillmore. Yeah. Yes. Fillmore East. The Fillmore East. Mm-hmm. You know where uh, Humble Pie's album was recorded. And yes, oh, Humble man, everybody overlooks Humble Pie. That is a great uh, answer. Humble pie. That that's a that's another. I I'm surprised I forgot about. Didn't mention them earlier. I love that band. Great. Love humble blues pie. Blues rock, heavy blues rock, you know, group. 
Yep. I love humble pie. Me too, man. Me, me too. Like, um, then they do have that live album, humble pie at the Fillmore. Yeah. Yep. That's great. It's a great one. That is a great one. Uh, all right. What is you, what do you guys consider your home base to play? Like what, what is home for you guys? Uh, bar 13 Sweeney's. Yeah. Um, It's getting to be dingbats now because we we've been back what the fourth time in a row now at dingbats. Yeah. Um, so bar thirteen, that is the one. I, in I, yeah, I'd say bar thirteen. Yeah, yeah, is our that's probably the one played the most. Is you guys get the best crowds there, treated the best, like great yeah. setup. I mean, what what makes yeah. that so good? Great well, sound. You know, it's got a. It's what's funny is it's a small little dirty dingy place. But it's got that that vibe. It's got that feeling of the old days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It has that. It has a tiny little bit of that CBGB's feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that. You know, and but it's got a nice stage, uh, great sound system, um, uh, and you know, like I said, we do well there. And yeah. for you know, I guess you know, in Philly. Um, I'd say probably Sweeney's, you know, well, well, they're just getting back to originals. Like when we were playing, like I said, our very first show ever was there and we played a few shows after that. And then, um, during COVID they, they went out of business. They sold to new owners, new owners came on and, uh, got rid of original bands oh. and it was only it was covers and tributes only from 2020 up until i guess a year ago yeah not even not even a year ago uh they started uh bringing originals back they wanted to try and bring them back so we've played there three times since since then three or four times Okay. Mm-hmm. Two last questions for you guys. Uh, give us a guilty pleasure artist song or something that we'd be surprised to hear you guys like. Mm, um, electronic music, uh, specifically of the Eurobeat style, uh, like that. Really? Japanese. Yeah. That's uh, very specific. Guy. Very specific. So I'm a car guy, and there was an anime that came out in the early or late '90s called Initial D. It's Pretty cool. Go check it out. That's kind of like the soundtrack of the 90s car scene. And I just kind of fall into that style. I like that that kind of culture. Okay. Mike, before you answer, I got a, f- a follow-up question for Bryce real fast. What is okay. the best movie in the Fast and the Furious series? Uh, can I pick two? Which one is two? Well, no. Can I pick two movies? Oh, okay. Yes. The very first one and okay. the second one. not tokyo drift i like tokyo drift but it doesn't follow the main storyline correctly um it's kind of the outlier with the whole story i like Um, that one that's my favorite one it's cool it's cool but it it also doesn't make sense in a chronological it doesn't because people come back from the dead or whatever and yeah yeah that one's i think supposed to be in the very end of the series (laughs) so 
then Jason Statham was a bad guy, then a good guy, then I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't care for much of the other fast movies. It just got too they became Hollywood. like the Avengers. It was less car culture and more action movie. Yes, correct. You, know, you throw the rock in there, you got all of these other guys. Yep. Okay, fair. I Tokyo Drift, though, that's my answer. That's fair. Because <laughs> it's completely stupid. It is a cool movie, though. <laughs> You're fighting the Yakuza with, you know, race cars. So why not with drifting? Yeah. Why not? Why not? All right, Mike, go back to, to your, your, it's up to you for your guilty pleasure here. I love country music. Really? Cool. Like what? No, what kind of country? My favorite is, believe it or not, I love the like eighties, nineties country. Okay, like it's still pretty real country. Like yeah, <laughs> like the Randy you know? Travis's and the yeah, Blacks and yeah, right, yeah. right, yep, yeah. One but I like artist? I. I actually like some of the the set. I like I actually like the seventies countries too. Seventies country yeah. too. Oh, Hank, Earl and, Haggard, and, uh, and you know, yep. Waylon Jennings, Waylon yes. Jennings, and Oops. stuff like that. Um, uh, I guess if I'm going to embarrass myself, I might as well go all the way. Uh, yeah, I like <laughs> I, I like Shania Twain. Hey, hey he's a great artist. She is. There's nothing wrong with good, a good pop music. There is nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. I just there's something about her voice yeah. that's just so different and emotional. Like when she sings a love song or any of the songs, like I don't know, man. There's, her voice is just different. It's it's it. She doesn't sound like anybody else. I got a follow you know up I mean? question about that. Um, no, I don't know if she still is, but she was married to Mutt Lang, right? Yep. Yeah. Correct. And, and what yeah. time was that? Like her big record, because for some reason, like I can draw like a comparison. Late nineties, early two thousands. Like, was, was there anything that may have been left over from like the hysteria sessions? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> like, you're saying you know you're saying Def Mutt Lang gave Shania Twain some Def Leppard stuff? Possibly. You never know. I'll tell you what. He made some you big albums, Mutt Lang. Yeah. And he well, he helped her write, you know, mm. them song the yeah. songs. Yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, if anybody knows feel like a woman, it's Mutt Lang. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I know it's so funny. I remember that when I first heard that, I just couldn't believe it. I, you know, that was like remember when um uh Randy Travis and uh was it Randy Travis that married? No, it wasn't him. Uh that married uh what's her name? Uh oh my god. Amy Grant? No, the actress Trisha uh, Yearwood. No, uh the, the Oh, country, Renee Zellweger. The, the country singer that married um Renee Zellweger married to uh He's her, but no. She was the uh oh my god. I can't <laughs> believe I forget her name. Uh she was in um that movie, uh, the uh, oh, I can't believe it. Brian was going to Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban. He was like really ugly. She was beautiful. Uh, oh, Lyle Julia Lyle Roberts and Lyle Lovett. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> he was really ugly. Lyle Lovett. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she was really beautiful. Then we got immediately. We knew exactly who we were talking about. <laughs> uh, I feel I, I feel freaking like an idiot. I can't believe I could remember this thinking name. Oh, that was that was quite a pair. 
Yeah, it's kind of like that's like Shania and Mutt. I'm like, yeah, I just for couldn't sure. Believe it. He's I'm like, not what? a handsome man, not a handsome man, but you know, talented guy. And he cheated way. on her. He cheated on her. Can you believe it? How can you cheat on Shania Twain? Who cheats on Shania Twain? Uh, he's got a lot of money. I'm sure some girls were throwing themselves at him. Hmm. Still, not Shania Twain. But have you seen Shania Twain? Yeah. Still, still. Oh my God, she's still, so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Just, just goes to show you that you know, not every. It's just. Well, I'm sure just off pyromanian hysteria alone, or even pyromania, he's freaking set for oh, yeah. financially. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so women are like, hey. But yeah, right. I listen to a lot of uh, I, I listen to a lot of country uh, in my downtime. Uh, I like Kenny Chesney a lot. Yeah, Kenny Chesney. Dwight Yoakam's really good. I like Dwight. Uh, I really like. Uh, he has a great version of Suspicious Minds, man. If you haven't heard that, yeah, one, you check I, it I out. hate that. I have heard. Yeah. It. That's so good. I have heard. It. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. He can play uh, guitar a little bit too. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know what? I'll tell you who's a great guitar player who could stand, who could play right with any, you know, hair metal, you know, even with Eddie, Brad Paisley. Yes, Brad Paisley's legit. Yep. Brad Paisley is a phenomenal guitar player. Phenomenal. Most people don't even realize it, but. If you ever watch Brad Paisley play, like a solo or or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, he could be. Him and Steve Vai could stand right next to each other and go toe to toe, just like Ralph Macchio and Crossroads and Steve Vai, right? It'd be Brad Paisley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible movie. <laughs> All right, Cobra I know. Is awesome I, now. Y- yes. All right, last I, question for you guys. Love Last Cobra question. Kai. Cobra. Well, okay. If you love Cobra Kai, I will share. I will share some things with you guys, particularly. I worked on a music video in 2006 with all the guys from the Karate Kid. That's really. Yep. <laughs> and how and how that happened is in the early 2000s, me and my friend created a website called billyzapka.com, the fraternal order of Zapka. And it was all the perspective of he was the hero and Machio was the villain. And in all the other movies that Zapka was in, like just one of the guys back to school, he was righteous for what he was doing. And that, that kicked off this whole, you know, this whole turnabout with the karate kid. Yeah. Made. I've heard, I, I've, I've heard a lot of that discussion that, you know, yes. uh, that, you know, he was, uh, that that Danielson was actually the villain or the bad guy, yeah, the bully that, or something. Honest to God, started with us. So a couple of years later, Billy Zapko, who you know Johnny Lawrence, he he had a company that they basically produced music videos and some things, and they had this artist called No More Kings had a song called Sweep the Leg, Johnny. You know, obviously about that. So they were hired to write this video and do all this video. He knew our website was a fan of it, asked us to participate, take a look at the treatment, go out to L.A., work on it, film it. We cameoed. So when you guys get off here, go to YouTube, go to Sweep the Leg, No More Kings, watch it. Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell has a part in it. All the original wow. Cobra Kai guys. Yeah, it's all it's all in its 80s goodness. 
Oh, wow. I got to check that out. That's you check awesome. it out. And, and then we pitched the version. And all wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got Johnny's email still to this day. Um, we've got, uh, we, we pitched a version of Cobra Kai to those guys at the time. They thought it was funny. We pitched it more of a half hour type of comedy um, thing. But long story short, it's like not a platform, you know, hey, it's not, there's nowhere to who's going to buy it right now. Because think about like the mid 2000s, you didn't have Netflix and Hulu and all these other places right. where you would, you know, you would stream it. So, and then lo and behold, these other guys came up with a, somewhat of an idea. It's a hit. Cobra Kai's a hit. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, man. Like uh, for sure. Like check that music video out. Like it was a yes, good good times. We did. We had a lot of fun with that. And uh, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel was a fan, and had just all sorts of shit. It was, it was ah, cool. cool. I can't wait to check it out. I will. Yeah. As soon as we're done. Yeah, please, please do. All right, enough about me because nobody gives a shit. Um, last yeah. question for you guys: What is the craziest thing that's happened to you guys when you've pl been playing a show? Hmm. Not having enough power to run John's base rig. <laughs> yeah. Where and yeah. when and why? Well, it'd be we at were... Will's little, uh, party that he throws every year called uh, 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 Bendy Q. Anyway, Mike, you can you can uh, take the reins on this one. <laughs> every every summer, Will has a big party called the Bendy Q. Uh, his wife's name is Wendy, so it's Bill Wendy. Uh, so it's the Bendy Q, and he has uh, that's his, this is how we met him. Um, uh, I mean, he, and every summer he has a big backyard, he's got a monster, big, big property. So, uh, he has a, a big party in, the, in, his, in his backyard. He builds a stage with it enclosed in case it rains, so everything's protected. Um, food out the butt, out the ass. I mean, beer. You could say, but you could say cuss words. Not a problem. Yeah, food. You know, beer, whiskey, everything. You got it. You know, but a he ran. He gets a great, great sound system. Builds this beautiful stage. Well, anyway, all of it's powered by. Um, he's got like a couple generators. Well, LJ's base rig, like three years in a row even though each time they thought they fixed it and got more powerful generators still couldn't handle his base rig and they had to pull an extension cord from the house wow three, three years in a row we started playing the first song got about five seconds into it and everything blew out all the mics all the power dead gone mm -hmm. fourth time's the charm fourth time yeah. Yeah. fourth year and uh must be a hell of a rig if he's like blowing in power like that he's running an mpeg classic you know base rig mm -hmm. all right yeah that's funny in, in oh, the chat you know box, what? guys go ahead i have one more real quick one real do real it. quick yeah do it we were playing uh the red stallion and uh, that's another bar over in Northeast Philly that had originals. We used to play there all the time. That that was our home base for a while. Uh, 
now they only have covers and tributes like everybody else. Well, one night we were playing there, and at the end of our show, for the very last song, Mark always runs out into the crowd. And, you know, similar to like an Angus thing, yeah. but he, Mark runs out and he just tries to get people to like come up to the front of the stage. And I do, I have like a sing along part where I go, hey, and the crowd yells something, you know. Well, we're playing, and this guy, this guy was there drunk out of his mind, right? So Mark's standing, like, kind of standing on top of uh, this table. And the guy gets Mark and puts him on his shoulders. And like Mark, but Mark, but Mark wasn't ready for it. Oh. And Mark, and they're like going like this, like weeble and wobble, and the, because the guy was drunk. And and Mark's on top of him trying to play, and he's going back and forth like this, and he's like this, and, and we were all like, "Oh my god!" We all thought he was going to fall and get killed, and. Oh God, I'll never forget that. That was Bryce, that's your dad. You gotta stick up for him. Oh, there was we, nothing to stick up for. He was having a good time. All right. He, he wasn't he wasn't in too much danger. <laughs> He's a nut. Yeah. Don't let him fool you. He loves getting out there and going doing stupid shit. He'll stand up on that was, on it was half walls. Doesn't matter. It was unexpected though. Like he yeah. he would he didn't even know it was that this guy was gonna do it. He just like this guy is like kind of like put his head underneath like mm-hmm. Mark's legs and just kind of picked him up around the le- like with his arms around his legs, like, you know, like the Angus thing and just started walking with him. And Mark was like, what the hell? He's like, <laughs> and the guy's trying to, the guy's drunk. He's trying to stand and keep his balance and Mark's all the way up top here. And- of course. That was funny. I put in the chat for you guys, one of those two links is going to be the right link to go see No More Kings, Sweep the Leg. Cobra Kai fans, check it out. It's like a it's like a prequel to what you're seeing on the Netflix show. That's amazing. Cool. And those guys, I'll tell you what, super nice guys. Billy Zapka was great. Even Martin Cove, who plays Crease, is very intense to look at, but was a super, super nice guy. And fun fact about that, the, the scenes we shot, for the tournament and the inside of the trailer and stuff actually in a studio was filmed at the studios that house of a thousand corpses were filmed out and a lot of porn. So there you oh, go. Wow. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Two reasons not to touch anything yeah. anywhere. I was or say, there. There. Wasn't porn. <laughs> Just be careful. The bathrooms. That's all. All right, guys, where do we go to find out more about rat rod, your music, where you're playing shows all about the band. Everything is at one easy spot. Ratrodrocks.com. I like that. Ratrodrocks.com. Rolls off the tongue. Ratrodrocks.com. And there's bios of you guys on there. I saw yep. tour dates, all the good stuff. What about your social medias? Anywhere you guys want to want to send us for social media? Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. And all those I links are on your website. Twitter. Yep. All those links are on your website. I saw. So yep, and believe it or not, they're all of them are either Rat Rod Rocks or Rat Rod Rocker. Ooh, Rat Rod Rocker. I like it. Triple R. One or the other. Rat Rod Rocks or Rat Rod Rocker dot com. We'll get you there. Easy to remember. Um, remember, right, Brian? Yes, indeed. So 
Mike Smith, Bryce McCarty uh, from the uh, Philadelphia band Rat Rod, great straightforward rock band, Four and the Floor is the latest record. Thank you guys for coming on. We really appreciate that. Love your music, fan for Thank yeah, you so absolutely. much for having us. Thank it was a pleasure. So much. That was thank you. Awesome. It was a pleasure. Go enjoy I Cobra Kai. <laughs> I will. I will. I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much uh, to the guys in uh, uh, Rat Rod. Um, really enjoyed uh, talking to those guys, and uh, you know, I like that. Uh, that they just like I said, they just they just own it. They don't try to say, "Hey, we don't we don't sound like ACDC." Uh, we just uh, do what we do, and that's how it sounds. And just playing rock, East Coast rock, Philadelphia, great city. Uh, keeping the rock alive out there. I, man, cool dudes. Very cool dudes. I love everything they're doing. They've got that the punk and rock and everything else rolling with it. They have the motorcycle vibe, like or the or the I should say, like the hot rod vibe with everything. Right, rat rod. We got into what rat rod was and and all that. I remember there was like rat rod like clothing and toys at one point or something like that had rat rod in the name. Do you remember that? It was all like uh, I think so, possibly. Yeah. Like, uh, speed buggy so they've taken that on that concept and they're just no frills rock and roll yeah and i like the way mike talked about how he kind of comes up with lyrics he just goes and drives around and listens to the music they send him and uh he just uh, gets into it and scats something away and comes up with some lyrics and and there you have it and and there you have it and especially there you have it make sure everybody too is remembering to subscribe so it automatically downloads our podcast every week again particularly now that we're a part of the pantheon podcast network we are a part of a great collection of rock record of rock and music podcasts so please set up to subscribe make sure you like us too across all the digital platforms right brian yeah you are indeed uh correct we're still on all the same uh, uh streaming platforms so um so thank you for being a part of this and uh, being uh, helping to get us successful to this point to jump on board Pantheon. So thank you so much for that. And always remember, Southern Rock is reverent, loses blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.